bored and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to the Gabin of the Woods podcast. We are talking about gang-banging gangster grannies tonight. Woo! Speaking of which, happy birthday, Liz. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 21 again. Was it a great day? You didn't have to use your AK? Oh, I didn't have to put a cap in anybody's ass. Oh, my Lord. Actually, you know what? Oh, my Lord. My day did not turn out as I expected at all. You mean someone over the age of 12 had a bad birthday? No. Go on. Oh, my God. I literally had the worst. Not all of it. Like the first bit, I was at home. That was that was fine. That was a good day. That's always a good start. I had the worst birthday I have had as an adult. Really? Yeah. Okay. Shit. I, I need to hit because I've got some fucking birthdays that'll rival that. So tell me, what were what were your what was what made it so bad? Oh my lord. Okay, so I had gone to a lot of effort. I found a pub. You know, I said this is my year, twenty twenty four. It's the year I'm taking charge. Yeah. So I sent that email, which everyone mocked me to my local pub with a long list of demands, yes. going. Hey, you know what? Like you don't you don't have a lot of vegan food. I love eggplant schnitzels. It's my birthday. Make me some eggplant schnitzels like vegan for my birthday and can we have pirate hats and there's I can you extend your Captain Morgan like rum cocktail specials for the night and all this ridiculous list of demands and can I have an eye patch and all this kind of stuff. People say that white women are entitled, but I no, I don't think so. Go on. The guy from the pub, the manager, I have to give a shout out to the Woodville Hotel on Port Road. The guy was amazing. Oh. He emailed me back and is like, ahoy, Captain. (laughs) Not a problem. He's like, I've spoken to the chef. The chef is like, you know, is is having a go. He's going to make up some vegan eggplant schnitzels just for your birthday. And, um, And he's like, I've also reached out to Captain Morgan. Um, I've got all this like promotional gear and, you know, we're, we're extending the cocktail, Captain Morgan rum cocktails for your birthday. Right. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be my greatest birthday ever. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. So we get there. Oh my God. So it wasn't a huge thing. It was just a few people. We got there. Oh, my God. They did nothing but bitch and complain just about everything. Oh, I don't like this table. Why can't we go sit at that table over there? Because that table is shit. Like, we've got, like, the big, like, deluxe VIP area. I don't want to go sit in your shitty corner because it's easier to smoke. You know, kind of thing. Right. It was supposed to be a hard drink and proper night. People bought fucking babies. There's babies in the middle of it. Fuck off. I'm trying to get drunk. I go to the... And people is complaining. The guy from the pub comes out. He brought... He didn't just bring me a pirate hat. And we know how I am about pirate hat. We do. He had a pirate hat for everybody. Right. And... Cap- 
official Captain Morgan pirate shirts for everyone in my party. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. No one would put them on. Ah. Oh. Everyone was all like, mm, eh. like we're too like. Fuck off. I've seen you passed out in your own vomit, okay? You've got drunk and fallen through a shop window. Shut up that you're too good to wear a pirate hat. Then when I'm in the toilet, everyone decides, oh, you know what? We're going to leave the pub and go to the bowling alley. Okay. Okay. This is a very strange forum for you to break up with your friends. Then on the way to the... And I was like, this is like, this is bullshit. I don't... I want to drink pirate hats and we'd organise to have pirate shots and I'm going to put sparklers in the shots. No, none of that. So I'm just like, all right, yeah, fine, fine. Yeah, fine. Let's not get that. Who do you think walked with me from the pub to the bowling alley? The guy from the pub? No, yeah, no one. Oh. No one. I walked there by myself and then I got there and I'm like, you know what? This is shit. <laughs> so I sent him a message. This is shit. I'm leaving. I left. A week later, okay. do, do you know who followed up with me to see if I was okay? The guy from the pub. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No one else bothered to ask me if I was okay and why did I leave my party so early. The next weekend, there's a whole group of the main people who were there. We were at like at a friend's, you know, bridal shower. Yeah. They come up to like, I walk in the door, give me like a hug and be like, oh, hey. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to hug you because I'm upset because I got treated like shit on my own birthday. I got made to feel like a third wheel. So they got the shits, didn't talk to me. And you know how many, it's been a week. Do you know how many people of them have reached out to me? None. None. So I'm guessing these people aren't coming to our festival show. <laughs> you know what if we have learnt nothing from Hollywood and I hate to say it but I am going to give some life advice from the shittest possible source I am of course talking my best friend's wedding Julia Roberts right. movie now do you remember that scene where she tries to sleep with that guy even though they're like you know and now that he's engaged suddenly she wants him I haven't seen it oh they're all shit people doing shit things okay but now that he's engaged, she decides she wants to sleep with him. She's trying to break it up. He's like, no, I found the love of my life. So things go horribly wrong. So the new fiancé right. like, is running, oh, crying, like, oh, she was trying to crack onto it. And then he is chasing her and then she's chasing the guy. And then the gay guy friend says, who's chasing you? No one. Sometimes you got to sit back and look at your life and go, you know what? Who's chasing me? What the fuck? You lost me a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I'm just saying. Who's chasing you? Sometimes it's not about the calls you get. It's the calls you don't get. Yeah. Just to play the devil's advocate here. Because mm. I'm very much on team people that didn't want to wear pirate shirts. Fuck off. <laughs> maybe, maybe over the age of 24. Yeah. People don't want to get fuck-eyed drunk wearing pirate hats. Then what are you hanging out with me? I don't know. I was very clear that was the point of the evening. I know, and we were good enough to not come. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't drink. Yeah, I was. T- I'm not expecting you to come to the we're gonna get shit faced drunk pirate yeah. event. Yeah, but if you come to it, you better come to get shit faced 
drunk in a pirate hat. Or don't come. Your whole birthday sounds to me like that pub find seat pub fight scene in the movie Legend where um, Tom Hardy plays both of the Cray twins. <laughs> I came here for a shootout. <laughs> a shootout. <laughs> Wankers. Thank you. Exactly. I'm just saying. All right. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Mm. Have a pub lunch. People can come. They've now got children. They still want to share your company. They just don't want to drink like university no, students. No, fuck him. I've had to go to enough of their sensible, like, one-year-old parties. This was this was mama's night. Okay. All right? This was mama getting shit-faced like a pirate. Okay. Well, the Adelaide Fringe is coming up, and we're going to be performing at the Rhino Room. So if people <laughs> want to get as drunk as a pirate with Woo! Liz, the day to do it is when? Is it Saturday the 24th? Yes, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Exactly the right time to be drinking like a pirate. Day drinking. Now you can thank uh, Friendly Geordies and the Little Dum Dum podcast for the fact that our time slot moved. Because we got booted out of our time slot because they sell more tickets than we do. <sighs> It's not about how many tickets you sell. Yes, it is. It's called show business. Fuck. All right. There's a, there's a business tacked onto the end of show, and we bring part of one. No, because, no, technically, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland is one of the highest, like, ranking, making movies at the box office ever, and it's shit. It's terrible. So. So that's your worst birthday ever? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2005? Mm. I was fired from my dream career ending my life as a journalist on my birthday because I refused to do a whole bunch of very compromising stories. Oh. That was my worst birthday. My entire career was over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty close. Yeah, I know. Uh, what did you do? You go out and you got drunk like a pirate. Okay? Not like a pirate. I got drunk like an Australian. <laughs> an Australian pirate. <laughs> Oi. Oi. <laughs> well, that sounds like a Jewish pirate. Oi. But what do you mean you got fired from your dream, you know, job? But yet here you are, still podcasting. Making the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Come okay, well, I'm sorry. Come you're... see our show to cover registration. <laughs> I'm sorry you had a terrible birthday. Worst I'm sh- birthday. Ever. I'm sure there are plenty of people in the Adelaide Fringe who will drink with you this year. None of them were, like, there. Okay. You know, oh, people were drinking. They were just being shit and awful. And just... For a vegan, you sure do want a fucking pony, don't you? <laughs> it's my birthday. Okay, my birthday celebration. It is the one night of the year everything is supposed to be about me. Okay. All right? And you know how much attention was paid to me? None. Okay. And that's bullshit. Yes, it is. Like, it's my birthday. Okay. Fucking, if I want to drink like a fucking pirate, shame me. That's what's called an awkward silence. <laughs> Shout out to Captain Morgan. So, no, you know what? Next year, yeah. so I still have all of the pirate hats and all of the pirate shirts because I was the only one who'd, like, wear them. I've got this huge stack and this huge box. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait. So 2025, I'm going to have, like, better party crew. So, Captain Morgan, I feel <laughs> we did you bad this year. But next year... You're Bender from Futurama. <laughs> you really are. I'm going to start my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. Fuck yes. Forget the theme park. That's yes. you. Yeah. It's, not, it's, just fucking, it's not my fault. Everybody is like a boring piece of shit who doesn't give one fuck about me. There we go. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. 
drink my own pirate drinks. My oh, party. Pirate tears. As, shut up. <laughs> my pain is real and it will be heard. <laughs> now, just before we do crack on with the episode, um, a few people very, very kindly reached out mm. to us last week because we didn't do an episode last week. Yes. The reason being, like, so you were very amorphous, which I understand, and just said there were personal reasons, so John couldn't do the podcast. The reason was we had just adopted a dog. Now, well, not just adopted a dog. Not just a dog. So for anyone in Australia, they'd, they'd pretty much know right now that unless you want to get a pit bull or a Staffordshire bull terrier or something like that, to get any other kind of dog, there's a real waiting list. Mm. Right? So we were prepared to get – we wanted a small, little, possibly older dog, good little family dog. So we were prepared to you know, take on, I suppose, like a dog that needed a bit of work. <laughs> a fixer-upper. with three wheels. A fixer-upper. You know, some, some odd-coloured panels, a bit of rust, mm-hmm. you know. So, per chance, exactly the kind of dog we were looking for turned up on a Lost Pets page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Some phone calls were made. Turns out no one was claiming this dog, so we... Oh, come on. It wasn't just a Lost pet. This was a poor little straggit. If you didn't realise it was a dog, you'd think it was a pile of moving dirt found in a paddock. Found in a paddock. Sucking on a stone. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. I wanted to call it Fiona O'Borklin. <laughs> it didn't look good. It had seen some shit. Anyway, so phone calls were made. No one was claiming the dog. It had been mm. to the vet. It had been checked, all this kind mm. of stuff. Uh, if, you know, 72 hours, no one claims it. It's yours. Yep. 72 hours pass, I get a phone call from the guy who is the animal control slash garbage collector slash something for a small country council. Yep. We'll take her. She's perfect. You know, we'll give her a bath. She'll be fine. Lou, my partner, drives two hours to get to the place. It's, in the, it's in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. The, there's no nice animal control facility. There's no shelter. The collection point is a shed in the desert. <laughs> and the dog is in the back of the ute. Turns out this poor little dog, and I'll, I'll go into more detail later, but this poor little dog uh, had been used in a puppy mill. <laughs> so she'd been bred illegally for years and years and years. And she had developed a mammary tumour. And when that happens, a lot of these illegal dog breeders will basically just take the dog and dump it. Yeah, either knock it on the head or just literally just or if they're true chuck it out cowards, of highway. True yeah. cowards, they'll take it for a drive and just leave it on the highway, which is what had happened to this dog. Yeah. And it had been on its own for, we assume, up to a couple of months Yeah, in the desert. Can I just say once, because we'll put up some pictures for this sweetheart. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that she stayed alive in the outback bush because she is tiny. How she did not get eaten by foxes, get snatched by friggin' eagles. Yeah. Like, or even just a horny wombat. I don't know how they didn't take her down. Yeah, like we, at, at our best guess, and Lou's ex-husband is a lovely man. He's a, he's a vet. And our best guess was she had about a week left before she yeah. was going to expire. Yeah. So we brought her home and that happened to be the day we were supposed to be recording the podcast and it looked like we were potentially taking her to be euthanized the next day. So we just She want- was that bad. She was that yeah. bad. So she still has a really significant tumour. She needs a lot of surgery work. Mm-hmm. She needs to have a, like pretty much all of her teeth extracted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's going to cost thousands of dollars, but we we couldn't say no to this poor little dog. Yeah, she's had such a shit life that we were just like, no, we've got to we've got to do the right thing. We're going to take her in. So, oh my god, FYI, I've been talking to my friends because I know a lot of friends in animal rescue, and we sort of we do you know all the all this stuff fundraisers all the time. So I think pretty much when Fringe is over, yeah. because you know the next you know three weeks are going to be insane. After Fringe, we're actually going to do a fundraiser to get some money so we can help with her tumour and with her dental bills because it's going to cost thousands of dollars. Yeah. It is, yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, So we're going to do a fundraiser. We don't know whether it's going to be a Gabin in the Woods quiz night or mm-hmm. maybe another live show. Cool. We might... We might do – we don't know what we're going to do. I might do some stand-up. We, we just don't know. But I am prepared to do um, – I'm prepared to get back on the game. I'm prepared to get back on the pole for Loretta the dog. Yeah. So there you go. We called her Loretta Lynn because if ever there was a country song, this dog is it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait till you see the eyes of Loretta. Your heart will just melt. And I'm going to come out naked and we are going to raise thousands of dollars because people are going to pin so much money on me just trying to cover it up. <laughs> but, yeah, that's so that's the deal. So that's why we weren't here last week. But thank you for everyone reaching out. And, yeah, little Loretta, she's still with us. But we'll see We'll see how things go. But uh, Yeah, because you guys were, like, so happy. Like, oh, my God, we're going to rescue her, like, Bless her, and then you sort of yeah, you got her, and you got her home, and you're like, oh my lord, I think she's about to pass. She was not. Yeah, there's well. there's a lot of confusion as to whether or not she actually did see a vet because our vet was like she never should have been allowed to leave a vet surgery. Yeah, in her state, like it's really bad. So that that's the update there. So thank you for the people who reached out, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'll put some pictures of her on the video that's going to go mm. online of this episode. So. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of. I started trying to put all of this like in a in a post because it's like TikTok. People want things that are like three words long, and I'm just like dog, tumor, stomach on the outside. I was just like, ah, oh, I can't put this in it. I don't know. Do you know what my son calls her? What? Krang. Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because she looks like the brain poking out the middle of that robot. <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> Oh, bless her little heart. And can I just take a moment? I'd like everyone to just stop where they are and just take a moment and bow their heads and pray that all puppy farmers fall on a fence post and puncture their anus and their bowels and slowly bleed out for our amusement. Amen in Jesus' name. So, speaking of gangsters. Hey! Oh my god, that's so weird. That totally brings us, would you believe, to the topic of this week. Excellent. Oh my lord. I love this podcast. I love the tangents we take. (laughs) I'm just going to say, now in February of 2014, and I have pictures this week, I'm so excited. Okay. To make this story more personal and real. Right. Yeah. In February of 2014, the residents of Fallbrook, California, became terrified Duh. as bullets rang out in the early morning and a member of their community, Giawad Estakio. Okay. And I'm sorry. Sounds like one of the Key and Peel football names. I'm sorry that you were murdered and I just murdered your name. <laughs> he was shot... 12 times. Ouchies. Murdered. No. Within 
his own kitchen. Oh. This was in a quiet, well-to-do, gated community. Okay. Because I know people are like, like, you know, in the gangster area of town, whatever. But, oh, my God, suddenly it happens in upper middle class. Fear. Yeah. All of this happened on his mother-in-law's birthday. Right. Now, I should say all of this was because we were going to be talking about another subject. But after I had, like, my really shit birthday, I just started, like, researching shit birthdays. Yeah, okay. And I came up with this story. Your birthday wasn't shit. Your friends just don't want to die young. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They do. I'm with your friends. You wouldn't wear a pirate hat for I my birthday? I wouldn't wear a pirate hat. I wouldn't day drink. I'd go bowling. I'm 45. Oh, my Lord. No, but they're all drinkers. Okay, well, I, I can't explain. They went out and went drinking afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, they just didn't want to drink like pirates. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Residents were shocked when the police had the killer and confession within hours of the murder. That is efficient. Mm. Mm. As police... See, that's what happens once you cross that area of town. Once you get into gated community. Fuck. (laughs) Let's do something. These people vote. Yeah. As police arrested a member of the murder victim's own household. Oh. Mm. And police had to break the news to Laura that her husband of 13 years and father to her two children and father to two other children from a first marriage had been murdered. No. By his own mother-in-law over a spelling bee. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. In this week's episode of Cynthia Zebecca, Granny's in the Hood. No. Or Cynthia Colors, Colors, <laughs> Colors, Colors, Colors. Or... Granny's got a gun. Oh, nice. Or gangbanging granny. Nice. This will make a lot more sense. You could have uh, had a spelling bee pun in there and say, murder, can I get that with a sentence? Spelling bees are a very American thing. We don't do them here. I know. You know what the thing? I was sitting there for ages thinking and I... I knew knew it was out there. It's the orange glasses. It's turned me into a marketing genius. It's because I've been emotionally troubled these last, like, since my birthday. I've been so upset. I'm off my game. Nearly just me and the captain. Yeah. He gets me. Nearly 13 years before the incident, Cynthia, age 50, suffered a stroke. On September the 11th, 2001, yes, on that 9-11. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Some people did not handle no. that situation well. Yeah. I remembered, like, you know, live TV was very much, this is it. It's the beginning of World War Three. Yeah. And you uh, hid under a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was afterwards. I know. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And actually, I remember at the time, because I was actually up, I was awake 
because um, I wasn't working at the time. And I was actually up, just, you know, la, 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 like doing the dishes. And I was waiting for a repeat of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they just started with this, you know, like, oh, news story. We're just reporting, you know, a plane has hit, like, and I was just like, oh, <sighs> my God, Captain Picard, it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, they never ended up showing no. that episode of The Next Generation. Yeah, we watched the live too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit full on. Where were you? Doing the dishes. <laughs> Watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went outside to smoke a joint and military jets were flying around. I thought, that's a bit weird for Adelaide. Yeah. Just, I know, it's one of those things like we all think where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing at the end of the world. It turns out we're like in our underpants doing the dishes, yeah. having a joint. It's not as... Uh, no. Just in case there is World War Three, I did buy another bottle of that, you know, that iod not iodine, iod thingy stuff you take. Iodine, yeah. Yeah, for the nuclear radiation. Okay. I, I bought some just for the cats, okay. just in case. Um <laughs> So she's just suffered a stroke yes. on the day. And then some firemen would suffer a stroke later on. Yes, on that 9-11. And Cynthia, even with medical care and rehabilitation, never completely recovered. So she, one of her hands was not as strong and she walked very slowly. So shortly afterwards, Cynthia moved into a granny suite in her daughter's two-story house. Right. So it was a big fancy two-story house and they had like a gazillion car garage attached to the house and then the granny flat was over the garage oh yeah cool yeah her she had spent time sort of going between some of her adult children yeah but then she sort of focused in mainly on this house her daughter living with husband geoward flores esquitio and their two small children so we're just calling Geo for short. Yeah. Cynthia had lost her husband and she spent a lot of her time doting on her grandkids. There was tension and then there was a lot of tension between the two that grew between Cynthia and her son-in-law. Cynthia was a laid-back, hippie, what-will-be-will-be kind of person who has time for rules. Rules are just controlling me, man. And Gio was a former Marine who was all about structure, discipline, and routine. Okay. Cynthia didn't like the way Gio raised the kids. Okay. She thought he was abusive to the kids and the whole family with his strict structure. And she didn't like the way he was raising the grandkids. There was another problem. Cynthia smoked. Not the wacky tobacco, just the... Just the, just the regular tobacco. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at a bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she ever did that. I just assume everybody who smokes just wanders around at bus stops. Yeah, always. Just, you ain't got to smoke, right? Yeah. No. Got to take the bus. You can't afford a car if you smoke. <laughs> Cost of living crisis. You got to yeah. cut back. Cynthia smoked and Gio hated it. I'm with Gio on this one. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Gio told Cynthia that her smoking was disgusting. 
And he did not want her smoking on the property or near the kids. Yes. I think this is fair. Totally fair. Like, this is your house. Like, I'm letting you live in the house rent-free. No smoking. Yeah. All right? Just a simple rule. More than once, Geo caught Cynthia smoking in the house or or whilst with the grandkids. On more than one occasion... Geo caught Cynthia smoking on the back porch of the house. So Geo grabbed the hose, turned it on, and turned it on Cynthia. Okay. <laughs> on at least one occasion, he caught Cynthia smoking in the family house. Yeah. So he went and picked up the water bottle <laughs> that he used to discipline the dog. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's very demeaning. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and set upon Cynthia with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm kind of... I'm, still, I'm on his team. I'm kinda, just don't smoke in my fucking house. Yeah. It's my house. Don't smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And don't eat ham. Yeah, you know? That's your house, your rules. Thank you. But would you believe this soured their relationship even further? Oh. <gasps> It is hard to build a relationship after that, to be honest. I think once someone has, like, sprayed you like an ill-behaving golden retriever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's hard to get the blessings. (laughs) (coughs) That being said, never use spray bottles to, like, discipline animals. You're a dickhead. It doesn't do. It doesn't doesn't teach them a lesson. All it does is it treats that it makes them fear you. It makes them think that you're a dickhead. Yes. That may just start squirting them in the face like a 60-year-old woman with a smoking addiction. Yeah. Yeah. On February the 11th, 2014, it was Cynthia's 63rd birthday. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! Cynthia got dressed and came down the stairs. And you know what? It's her birthday. If she wants to dress like a fucking pirate, she can dress like a fucking pirate. She came down the stairs in a skirt and a football shirt. That's like so kind of cool 80s, like high school movie, sort of breakfast club kind of deal. She was intending to go to her granddaughter's school that day to watch one of her granddaughters compete in the school's spelling bee. I'm guessing she wears like an Oakland Raiders <laughs> like kind of jersey though, like not just any old football. Would team. you like to see the jersey? I, would. I have the outfit. Okay. When she came downstairs, she saw Geo. Okay, I'm gonna cut this out. All right. Here is the picture of Gran on her 63rd birthday. Oh wow! Look at that. How would you describe that look to our listeners? Uh, I'd call that Walmart chic. <laughs> That's. Uh, very hard to see, but yeah, basically hula skirt with a very knockoff uh, local. That that almost looks like an ice hockey shirt. Yeah, with just like a number twenty two. Yeah, on the her on favorite the- caliber. <laughs> you are so you're almost so right. Oh no! <laughs> so that's what she came downstairs. It's my birthday. If I want to wear a random ice hockey shirt and a, a skirt and. Obviously no bra to my granddaughter's spelling bee, then be damned it. Be damned. Be damn it. But she does look like like Raiders Barbie. <laughs> yeah. 
Geo looked at Cynthia and Cynthia and told Cynthia that she couldn't go to the spelling bee saying, quote, you can't go like that. You look ghetto. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Might be the look she was going for. No, nothing wrong with looking ghetto, but, you know. It's a whole fashion chic. Some people spend thousands of dollars to look ghetto. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Cynthia decided to show Geo just how ghetto she was. When she returned to her granny suite, situated above the family's garage, and granny got her 38 caliber gun. Jesus Christ, you got a 38? When Cynthia caught up with Geo, he was walking through the back patio with a laundry hamper full of clothes. And Cynthia went full ghetto and started blasting. Hitting Geo multiple times. The first bullets went into his back. Oh, Jesus. She shot all five of the bullets in the gun in to Geo. Fuck. Once the gun ran empty and Geo is now ah, on the floor. Yeah. Attempting to crawl away very Slowly, he's been shot five times at close range, including in the back. With a thirty-eight, that fucks you up. And then obviously has turned around to be like, ah, shot more times. Yeah. The slow-moving sixty-three-year-old stroke victim then hobbled out to her car in the garage to get more bullets. While Geo very slowly continued to try to crawl to escape. Wow. The slowest getaway by either of them. Fuck. Whilst the wounded Geo crawled slowly from the patio back into the kitchen, he managed to actually lock the door behind him. Wow. So when Cynthia hobbled her way back, she used her gun to blast through the door. Fucking hell. Then she charged back into the kitchen and fired the last two bullets into Geo. Fuck. Her gun was now empty. Geo was now still dying on the floor. Fuck. Granny... Went back out to her car a second time to reload again. Wow. Put another five bullets in the chambers and then came back and put another five bullets into Geo. Fuck. Granny won't play it, no shit. No. <laughs> wow. Mmm. Mmm. So she has reloaded her spent gun twice. In total, she shot 15 rounds. Three went into the door. 12 went into Geo. Not that I'm praising this, but that's pretty incredible shot placement. 
that's pretty. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to give trophies in the prison, but <laughs> as it is what you do, none of this like drive-by bullshit. I'm going to lean out of a car and just spray a whole block and just, you know, knock down all innocent, you know, people just going about their day. Granny, she yeah. set her sides. She's like in the Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. This but- could have been played by Robert De Niro. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Who, the granny or Geo? The granny. Oh, yeah. Most of those bullets were fired into his torso. Oh. So it wasn't even she just managed to, like, nip him. Yeah, no. She, she knew where she was going. Some of the shots had been fired into his body as he crawled away from her. Oh, damn. So it was at this stage where 9-11 got multiple calls from around the neighbourhood. And there's a lot of like 911 calls. There's a lot of people, it's a lot like rich white people who have never heard a gunshot in their life. And they're like, I'm hearing something. I don't know. Maybe there's one who's like, maybe it was like, it could have been a gun. Could someone maybe come and help let me know where they're coming from? Like, I I don't, I don't know where they're, where they're coming from. And then you actually hear in the, in the distance, a couple of more shots being fired. Yeah. Later, one of the people who called 911 would report that they think they actually heard someone begging, saying, Granny, no. Oh, God. So what do you do after you've just shot your son-in-law to death on your birthday? (laughs) Go to a spelling bee. You treat yourself to breakfast, obviously. Really? After stopping to buy yourself a packet of cigarettes. (laughs) Lucky strike. (laughs) No, this time Cynthia actually bought a fancier brand than she normally smoked, the more expensive kind, telling the store clerk that she was treating herself because it was her birthday. Wow. Cynthia then headed to a local diner where she ordered and ate a breakfast of bacon and eggs. (laughs) She then left, ditched her gun, and then headed to a casino where she gambled for the next two hours. Nice. Part of what she gambled was money that her daughter and son-in-law had given her as a present because they know she they knew she liked to gamble at the casino so they gave her cash to go gamble at the casino and she had received that as a present from them earlier in the morning wow she's fucking ice cold she's ice cold (laughs) fuck like holy shit so she knows she's going to prison She's just living it up till they get her. She's not doing Lee Harvey Oswald going to the cinema. She's nah, fuck that. Yeah, no, just fucking Granny is a she is hardcore ghetto gangster. Like, yeah, no fucks given. Police went on the lookout for the only unaccounted person from the house that they hadn't been able to find an interview. Ah. <sighs> The police found Cynthia later in the afternoon in her favourite coffee shop, enjoying a coffee 
after she'd been to the casino. The police informed Cynthia about her son-in-law's murder. Oh, no. And asked if she knew who or why anyone would want to kill this average suburban father who worked as a real estate agent. Oh, he's a real estate agent. Not so much sympathy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Suddenly everyone's like, I feel really bad. Fuck him. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> Let her smoke. <laughs> Cynthia claimed to know nothing about the murder. But shortly afterwards, Cynthia kind of just went, fuck it, and confessed to everything. Nice. She confessed to police and admitted to the murder. Now, oh, I've got pictures. Would you like to see another? We've got a close-up picture of of Cynthia and Geo. Yeah. Would you like to see them? Hang on, I'll flip them over so you can you can see our two combatants in the ring. And we've got Cynthia. Okay, so we've got Cynthia here. Who I don't think her teeth survived 9-11 either by the look no, of that picture. No. And then we've got... Oh, no. He looks like Tom Morello from Raids Against the Machine. Oh. Although, actually, it turns out he's actually... You know the other thing that trips me out? He's actually only 13... No, I'm trying to point to it. He... Oh, if you want to f- compare the two pictures, because you need to be looking at the same pictures at the same time. Apparently, he is only 13 years younger than Cynthia. Really? 13 years. That's what smoking does, people. <laughs> that, that's, that's a fucking ghetto gangster life. That's what it does to yeah, you, man. Yeah, thug life. How many, how many other people has she put in the ground? There's no moisturiser for thug life, is there? Fuck. That's why Dr. Dre looks so good. He's not a real thug. <laughs> Oh, my God, if you get taken out two-pack style, we know why. (laughs) Uh, So Cynthia then told the police, claiming she had simply snapped after 13 years of watching her son-in-law abuse and mistreat her family. Quote, You're so mean to me! To all of them! Yes, he is! Said Cynthia. She went on to claim, quote, They were afraid of him. Yes, so mean to my daughter. I told her 13 years ago, he's evil. Oh. The police asked, Did you check on him after you shot him 12 times? To which Cynthia simply replied, I didn't care. (laughs) I would do it again. Holy shit. Oh, and just quickly, I would like to apologise to all the fans of Dr. Dre when I said he's not a real gangster. That's not true. He did viciously assault a woman once. Did he? Yeah, he beat the shit out of a female journalist. Oh, that's not cool. It's not cool at all. That's not cool at all. No. Boo. Very much boo. Boo. Oh, look out. The Grammys will give him another fucking Grammy. That's what they do. Beats by Dre was something he used to do. Oh. Yep. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Fucking, why do people insist on mean shit? Don't know. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. We should get Cynthia Granny involved. Yeah, and he discovered Eminem. There's two sins. 
You shut up, I love Eminem. Okay, of course you do. Oh, you know, apart from all the gay harassment and the, the, the woman harassment, um, you know, in his lyrics. Apart from that, yeah. he's very talented at what he does. Very talented. Yeah. I mean, some of his lyrics are... You know he changed his lyrics to get the, the um, sample from, is it Labby Sifre? The, the original dirty do 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 Oh, okay. So that's from I think it's I think his name is Labby Sifre. And he he's gay. He's a gay black musician and he actually yeah. changed his lyrics at that guy's request. He said you can have this sample yeah, yeah. but you've got to ditch this homophobic line and Eminem changed it. Oh nice. Well, I mean he did the whole thing with Elton John. Oh my god, actually. He gave Elton John a star what was it, a diamond encrusted Diamond encrusted cock rings yeah. for him and his husband on his wedding. It's- so maybe his homophobia is performative. Yeah, but then again, that's not really a justification. It's really if you, not. Like, if you don't believe this, like, oh, I don't. I mean, I know. Oh, oh. Yeah. But like, you listen to rap because he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for rap god, yeah. for like the most words in like the shortest amount of time. Like that man has mad skills. Do you know why? Why? Because black people couldn't be fucked trying to get into the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> How many black people have I a Guinness Book of Records? That's a stereotype. Enter Dr. Dre about to kick your ass. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that black people live real lives and they don't try and get in that dumb fucking book. <laughs> for that's e- true. For eating the most number of chili peppers and, hey, I built a matchstick horse. That's, you know, that's, there's, there's actual MCs out there who don't give a shit about going, blah, 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 blah. orange rhymes with borange, you know? I love a good borange. Yeah. Actually, next week we're we're actually going to be talking about someone who's in the Guinness Book of World Records, but for something that is, I swear to God, this is true, but for something that is like legit, like, holy shit, that's an achievement. It's not like I put 14 basketballs on my anus. Is he black? Oh, sexist. It's a lady. There you go. Is she black? No. There you go. That's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be covering her next week with a remarkable feat of what the fuck. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's – okay, basically it's the, the person who fell from the highest distance um, in the air has fell the greatest distance without a parachute and lived. Okay, cool. But she didn't do it on purpose. Uh, what, was she arguing with Dr. Dre? <laughs> Out of the press chat. <laughs> yeah. You just have to wait for next week. All right. It's one of those stories where you're just like, that's it. I'm never getting in a plane ever again. (laughs) New fear unlocked. When police asked for examples of abuse, Cynthia did not provide any further details. (laughs) The case was brought to trial. Cynthia pleaded not guilty. Okay. Which is an interesting tactic when you've gone to reload twice. Yeah. And you've admitted it. Yeah. Um, and there was that time he sprayed you in the face with a like. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on. But she said she was not guilty and she was only defending her family. Right. That was her defense. So it was a preemptive sort of self-defense. And I snapped. Laura, Cynthia's daughter and Gio's wife, testified for the defence. What? Saying that there was tension in the house 
between Cynthia and Geo. Tension. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest undersell of all time. Yeah. I know it seems weird, but I think it's one of... It could just be a case of... Do you know what I mean? She's just lost half of her family. Like, she's just lost her husband. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, maybe you don't want to lose the other half of your family. Yeah. You know? So, she testified that, yes, there was tension in the house. She also went on to claim that her husband had physically and verbally abused her. Although... Do not provide any, any any evidence, although with abuse we often know there isn't necessarily always evidence yeah. of that because of manipulation and Okay. So let's look at the chart here. Three thousand eight hundred victims of nine eleven who didn't deserve it, and her husband. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He she testified about an incident where Geo broke his teen son's electronics. Oh. She also told Geo jurors about the time Geo sprayed Cynthia with the hose <laughs> and claimed that Geo had taken Cynthia's husband's urn with his ashes right and thrown it in the bin. Oh fuck. <laughs> It was probably full of cigarette butts, let's be honest. <laughs> Where does the smoking end and Edward begin? <laughs> no. Uh. Cynthia's defence team argued that it was not a case where she did it out of greed or self-interest. They claimed she did it, in her mind, to protect her family. Yeah. But not all the family agreed that they needed saving from Geo. Geo, as we said before, he had two other children from a previous marriage. Yeah. So his two now adult sons, Jordan and Keanu. Yes. Not that one. It's the, it's the only other person I've heard with that name. Yeah. Like used. Yeah. You know. The two boys said that their dad was very strict, but ultimately fair. Yeah. Keanu told NBC, not that Keanu, that, quote, my dad was hard on us because he wanted us to do good. And that when we were slacking, he would get on us. That's what any dad would do. Yes. The other child, Jordan said, I'm not really sure how she's feeling, referring to Cynthia. She put on a good facade for years now. This is a shock to us. Yeah. No one knew how. Don't fuck with Granny. You yeah. don't expect that from Granny. But it turns out it may not have come as such a shock to Cynthia. Really? And the snapping may not have been so sudden. <laughs> When prosecutors were able to claim and prove right. that only three weeks before the murder, Cynthia had gone to a shooting range <laughs> and had been practising, some would say very successfully, yeah. firing her gun. <laughs> it was also at this stage where she then purchased additional bullets, oh. which she took home 
along with her and were then used in the murder. Jeez. They also showed the jury Cynthia's interview footage. We have another picture of this. And in the moment where Cynthia asked the police to confirm that Geo was dead, and police confirmed that Geo was in fact very much, absolutely, there's no coming back, dead. Yeah. Would you like to see Cynthia's response? Yes, I would. <laughs> would you like to describe it to our listeners? Uh, uh, <laughs> she is literally throwing her hands in the air, leaning back in elation, like her team has just won the Super Bowl. That is incredible. That is not a subtle response. That is not a subtle response at all. I mean, that is pretty much your defence going out the window. (laughs) Wow. So they showed that footage (laughs) to the jury. Yeah. Geo's sister says the family now refers to events as pre or post her brother's murder. Which has to be very, in, as, as sad as it is, that has to be very inconvenient. Very. Also. As they were getting ready to hand down the sentence, Cynthia said out loud to the courtroom, I'm real, real sorry. But then became more and more unintelligible. The jury, it seems, did not accept her apology. No. And found her guilty. Of first degree murder. Yep. Cynthia was sentenced to 50 years. Life in prison. Nice. Gia's wife told reporters, I just want to say that this is a tragedy. I love my mum and I love Gio. Gio's family... We're not so philosophical. Simply saying, she is an evil person who deserves every second behind bars. Yes, she does. Oh, wait for it. If you think Cynthia was cold, turns out that might have been passed on through the generations. Oh. Cynthia's family in the courtroom all hugged her after the sentence was given as she was being led from the courtroom. Except when she made her way to the end of the queue and there was her youngest granddaughter. As Cynthia tried to embrace her, her granddaughter point-blank refused to hug her grandmother, stating, No, you killed my dad. Wow. Yeah. Cynthia will theoretically be eligible for parole in 2039. But due to her ill health, she is expected to die in prison before this date. I would suggest so. Mm, Because American, let's say American prison institution is not known for being awesome. (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah, on one's general well-being. So, yeah. So, that is the story of one 
ghetto granny. Wow. You don't expect that from your granny. You really don't. Yeah. You really don't. Don't fuck with granny. Don't fuck with granny. Yeah. Look at those bingo wings on her arms, the celebration. Look at those things. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just spat out Captain Morgan is the most pirate thing you've ever said. But you know Did, what? Does he taste like coconuts? He does taste like coconuts. Oh. Tastes like rum and happiness. You know what? He'd put a novelty pirate hat on for me. And you know what? Shame on you. Just because you've got bat wings, it doesn't mean that you can't fire 12 shots into your son-in-law. No. You do whatever you want. I would suggest that that is your only option for murdering Rise someone. from the phoenix. You are the wind beneath, beneath my, my bat chicken wings. wings. So thank you to uh, Remington Firearms for enabling this incredibly unhealthy but you know moribund what? individual still be able to murder someone. It goes to prove you are never too old to chase your dreams. <laughs> follow, follow your dreams? Is that what we're taking from this? I don't know. But if anyone can hear, it sounds like um, a, you know maybe a drag queen trying to type. <laughs> Around here, it's our little rescue dog walking around wondering what the fuck's going on. She's never seen the podcast happen, so all the clicky clack you can hear. That's her. Oh, look at that little face. Honestly, she has the biggest eyes. She does. Oh, I was trying to record the sound of her clicky clacky feet, but I can't. You know what? Even if she pulled out a thirty-eight right now and shot you 12 times... In the chest, even stopping to reload twice. Yeah. I have to admit, I think even still, Lou and I would still testify on her defense. I wouldn't blame you. And I'll tell you what, it'd be a blessed relief because her tumor smells so bad. I was calling her taco smell for the first couple of days because she smells like nacho cheese. Oh, poor baby. That's how hard her life has been. I know, but, you know, black gallows humor, I've got to get through it somehow but yeah you know what this is a testimony to how lovely she has been if i had been through like a tenth of what she had been through yeah i would be so angry and bitter i'd be shitting on everyone and everything and stabbing people and postmen and just i'd be bitter but look at her she is she's adorable bless her heart She's we need to make a movie where she gets a gun and she finds the person who used to squirt her with a water bottle. The puppy farmer? Yeah, she kills <gasps> the puppy farmer. Yeah, well, oh, my God. This, this is the – oh, my God. We, this is going to be our feature film. We are going to, like, rebuild her back into, like, peak physical condition and then one day she's going to start, like, sniffing on the road. And you're like, where are you going, girl? Where are you going? And we're going to follow her all the way back to that country town – Two hours away from your house, and then she is going to walk up, and she is going to bite a dick on the dude. She's he's going to bite, or and then bite a dude on the dick, and we're just going to know and be like, "You fucking deserve it. You know why? Yeah, you know why." Well, she will be the six million dollar dog when we're done with the vet bills. So, <laughs> so stay tuned for our future yeah. dog fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my Lord. There we go. There and we welcome go. back. Thank you. I missed last week. Yeah, no. I would have preferred not to be thinking I was about to have to euthanize a new dog. Yeah. 
you know, and I would have liked, you know, to like wear a pirate hat and drink cannonball shots and an iPad on my birthday, but you know. That's true. Um, my friends don't come and see my live shows anymore, so we still need yours. So we'll see you at the Adelaide Fringe. <laughs> ah, fuck them. Fuck them. They're dead to me. Okay. Dead. Adelaide Fringe. Go to adelaidefringe.com.au to find where we're performing live. We're mm. performing in Adelaide, Wyala, and Auburn in the Clear Valley. Well, we will be if people will buy fucking tickets. Jesus, Go can buy you a stop ticket. Alienating people, please. Go buy tickets. Please. Well, that's my whole personality, apparently. I I- that's what I do. I alienate people. <laughs> We want people to buy stuff, not, fuck you for not buying. <laughs> Jesus. But isn't that, no, that's a call for arms. That's a rally. Come buy our tickets. Cunts. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Just say your pussy-eating line and let's go. Oh, you know what? Just, no. I don't, you know what? No, it was my birthday. I don't have to do shit. Okay. But I would like to meet a real Mothman. A real Mothman in a pirate hat because real Mothmen eat the carpet. Yes. And, and drink the rum. There's nowhere to hide, puppy farmer. <laughs> Fucking damn straight.